You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. One of my favorite things to do in life is to sit at the feet of some really wise women that are either in the generation above or a few above me. And today we have that privilege. I am smiling ear to ear with just how much fun this conversation is. It is with two women that you may know if you've ever watched the show, Duck Dynasty. The two Duck Dynasty mamas, Ms. K and Lisa, are coming to the show today to speak all things about finding your voice. If you've ever watched the show, or even if you've heard of the show, you probably know that these women are so fun, so Southern, from deep Louisiana, and they are so passionate about things that the Lord has placed on their heart. And today we're talking about how to share about your passions, claiming your authentic voice, embracing true, real freedom, and discovering what sisterhood looks like. So maybe you're meek and you're maybe a little bit more quiet and you're trying to find an avenue to share your voice and what you're passionate about. Or maybe you desire to be on a stage holding a microphone or having a podcast and wanting to share more about what God is doing in your life, or you're anywhere in between. This episode is just for you. We're talking about purposely sharing your passion and who better to chat all about this than these two amazing and wise, wise women, Miss Kay and Lisa. Their new book, Sister War, is out and inside there are tons of stories about their family, what they've walked through within their marriage, their past mistakes and their story and what has made them into the person that they are today. It's a great book. It is so much fun. It's a super quick read. I highly recommend it. Just for some background, Miss Kay is the Robertson family matriarch. She's the wife of Phil and the backbone and honestly the funny bone of the family. You may have seen her on television. Maybe you've eaten at her restaurant or you have drooled over one of her amazing cookbooks. She is a blast. And then we also have Miss Lisa Robertson, who is the daughter-in-law to Miss Kay. She's married to Alan and they are in Louisiana and you can tell because they are such a fun time, have the cutest little twang, and I think you're really going to love this conversation. I'm just really excited. I'm honored. You guys said that you traveled all day yesterday and I know what that's like. So for you to show up, I'm like, <laughs> they came, you made it. Congratulations. Yeah, we did. Right. God was with us. Amen. Amen. And you guys flew through some of the storms too. I was watching them happen. It just takes a long time to fly nowadays. That's right. It does. My husband is a pilot. Oh, wow. And I'm always like, babe, come on, just take us like you fly the plane. He's like, I can't fly it any faster than they can. There's a lot happening here. I'm like, all right. Is that what you say? (laughs) I think today's conversation is going to be fantastic. I know today's conversation is going to be fantastic because it is something that I think a lot of women need to hear, including myself. And just spoiler alert, it's all about finding your voice. Like, What does it look like to find your voice, to speak up, speak out, and ultimately find a fulfilled life with Jesus? But I want you, before we jump into all of that, would you two introduce yourselves? Or you can introduce one another. Okay, I'm Kay Robertson. Uh, the uh, what do you call it, Lisa? Of <laughs> the fa- matriarch of the family. <laughs> Love it. Many, many, many children, many 
grandchildren and great grandchildren. So I have many family members. So fun. You do. You have a lot of them. They're all <laughs> I am Lisa special. Robertson. I am married to Kay and Phil's oldest son, the best looking Robertson, <laughs> the wisest, That's uh, the true. kindest. That's um, true. Let's see. What else can I say about that <laughs> to make my brother-in-laws mad? <laughs> um, and um, I am a mother and a grandmother. And uh, we travel a lot and speak, you know, around the country. But um, we are very grateful to be here and talking about our new book, Sister Roar. That's right. That's right. It is a really fun book. It is one of those books where it's really hard to do this. So I have to applaud you to make it fun and emotional, but also packed full of wisdom. Because I feel like a lot of times when you read a book that is so wise and rich and dense, I feel like I'm taking notes the whole time. And I'll be honest, like it's really no fun, but I'm learning a lot. But your book is so cool because it is so much fun to read. There's so many fun stories, but at the same time, it's still rich and dense. And so I appreciate that. Needed you to know. It's really well, fun read. Kay and I are not the smartest tools in the shed. <laughs> we're just we're just normal ladies. Um, we don't have a lot of education between us. And so we want to make things very simple, very plain, and as easy as possible uh, for ladies to do. And I mean, that's how we are. So that's, you know, what we want to speak to. Um, I, I want to say that we're funny. My family funny. is funny. <laughs> I said that years ago when we were not on any, nobody had ever heard of us. And I said, my family is so funny. I wish everybody knew about them. Well, I've never dreamed in a million years that would come true. Yeah, and you'd be on national television being exactly. funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But well, that, mm -hmm. that's that been going on a long time. You spoke life into that dream. You know, you, right. I, mean, I feel like you were the one to really call attention, God's favor to what your family is and what y'all were doing. And now I feel like there's so many people out there that are getting a taste of Jesus without knowing it's Jesus because you guys are just so true to who you are. And I appreciate that. I want to honor you Thank for you. that because that's hard to do. So yes, absolutely. Tell us about Sister Roar. You wrote a book together, which first off, I need to know, how is it writing a book together? Was it fun? Was it difficult? Were there challenges? Uh, I think it was fun. And Kay would probably say the same thing. It was. <clears throat> um, that's so fun. <clears throat> I'm sorry. We have both done ministry for pretty much our whole adult life, but, you know, Kay was my mentor early on. So she was, you know, the older woman teaching uh, this younger woman, but also before my mother she was your mother-in-law, right? Was she a mentor before you? Oh, no, 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 mm no. -mm. Okay. No, I was married at 18. So um, I was, I was <laughs> not an adult before, before I got married. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and what is funny is she was through my life in the good and the bad, because you do know about, you know, the bad things about Phil, you know, he had his ran off 10 years worth of bad. And, uh, but yet, uh, you know, I love that about my daughter-in-laws because they are so supportive of me and, and, uh, and, you know, Phil, he, he hates to talk about his bad years, but I said, babe, that wasn't you. That was the devil controlling you. So, you you know, it was a test. It was whatever it was. But the best part is we made it through. And then people would tell me, how did you stay with him for that long? 
And I said, well, my grandmother taught me when I was a little girl, you know, it's one man, one wife for life and all that. And then she said, sometime in your marriage, you're going to have to fight for your marriage. Oh. Well, I didn't really believe that because I, I thought we'd be happily ever after, as most little girls think. That's right. So later in life, her words came back to me. And I really believe that had a lot to do with me staying with him through the bad years, the 10 bad years that uh, that the devil had a hold of him. And like y'all say, you don't have to stay stuck in the past. And when you speak about what your past holds, it almost gives more testament to who God is and what he can bring you through and out of, you know? So exactly. I love that you guys go there. That is so good. Yes. And we don't we don't talk about our past or Kay doesn't talk about Phil's past to, you know, glory in the bad part. That's right. But yeah. you have to you have to speak the past in order for people to realize because a lot of people are there. They're they're in whatever that you've went through. And so you have to speak of the past in order to show how God's story intertwined with your story, mm-hmm. um, you know, to bring you through and to make you who you are today. Exactly. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. I already have a really good question for you. Let's say someone's listening and they think, wow, that's awesome. I really want to be the person that can speak about their past eloquently or whatever, but I just have so much shame about what it was that I went through or did or whatever. What would you say to that person that is experiencing the shame that can't even start to figure out how to talk about where they've been and what God brought them through? Well, I think um, the first thing that they need to do is they need to look to the cross um, because mm-hmm. whenever Christ died on the cross, that's what he died for. He took away the shame and the guilt. Um, and so whenever you begin to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, um, he takes all of that. You ask him to take the shame, take this guilt, take my past and, and make something out of it, something that I can share with other people. And um, so I would say the first thing is, is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, the second thing is, is that you've got to forgive um, yourself. Um, mm-hmm. It took a lot, that takes a lot longer, you know, than just, it really takes longer forgiving yourself than it does forgiving other people. Wow. Um, because, you know, you live with yourself, you wake up and look at yourself every day in the mirror and go, I cannot believe that I did that, you know? Right. Um And so, but it's a process, you know, and again, whenever I was going through that process of forgiving myself, I had to look back on the cross and say, Christ on the cross was enough, you know? So good. Yeah. Yeah. I have heard that before. Like the moments that you're experiencing the shame or you're held back or you don't think that you're enough or what Jesus did was enough. That's hurtful to say to God, like what your son did wasn't enough for me. Like it right. didn't do what it needed mm-hmm. to do. That is, you, you a know, slap just in the face. imagine yourself at the foot of that cross yeah. and you're just, you're putting that shame and that guilt right there with him. And that blood is just covering it. And it's just washing over that shame and that guilt. But, you know, that's one of those things where um, nowadays we're very um, um, sight, you know, oriented. We, it's, it's computers, it's phones, it's, you know, And so it's visual. Um, And so if you can visualize yourself at the foot of that cross um, Mm -hmm. with Christ's blood, you know, him hanging up there and his blood just continually washing over that shame and that guilt. um, He really does do an amazing thing there where he takes that away from you. Mm -hmm. And I, 
I mean, I have a ton of stuff to be shameful about, you know, and, and guilty. And I'm guilty of so many things, but, but Christ took that away. I, I don't have that shame or that guilt anymore. I have a lot of regret because there's a lot of things that I wish I had not done, but I don't have, um, I don't have the shame and the guilt, but I tell you what, the regret even, even gets a little bit better too whenever you're doing work for the Lord, whenever you're sharing your story mm-hmm. and you're telling people and people's lives are being changed, then God is showing you, look, you can get rid of that regret too, because I'm using your story to help other people change their lives. That's so true. Yes. This is exactly what I think so many women need to hear is that the shame is, is I think on, honestly comes from a root of pride thinking that, you know, you are, so important that the shame is so paralyzing when in reality it's not it's easy to fix it's like you said getting to the foot of the cross coming to jesus it's so important and i think that looks like every day doing that i don't think it's a and i think you guys would agree this is not a one-time fix your shame kind of thing this is a everyday pick up your cross sort of thing. well it it is because who whispers to you all during the night and every day and who's sitting on your shoulder you know, that the evil one, he's just sitting there whispering lies in your ear every single day. And the, and the thing about the evil one is that he doesn't tell just a blatant lie. You know, he mixes truth in there Hmm. and he mixes just enough truth in there that you believe, you know, the lie of it. And, you know, you're, you did this and you did that. That's truth. And you can never speak to anyone about this because you know you're guilty of this and you should be shameful of this that's the lie part of it because you know whenever he speaks that i always say the same thing nope i'm i'm shed of that because christ took that at the cross amen (laughs) i want to go to this idea of finding your voice because it's something that you guys talk about over and over again in sister roar and i even love the title sister roar so what does Mm -hmm. it look like to well, first off, let's just define, like, what is your voice? If you could just define it, how, what would you say? I would say your voice is the things that are important to you that you speak about. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's, um, you know, at 16, I had an abortion. So to me, that's, that's my voice. Now I speak up for the unborn in Proverbs 31 verse eight, it, you know, and I always look at Proverbs and I think, um, I would love to be that Proverbs 31 woman, you know, (laughs) right. I strive to be that, but at the same time, we can never be fully that that's, that's just an idea that they, you know, that the King's mom put out there. So that's just an idea of what a woman would look like. But, um, in, in Proverbs 31, eight, um, it says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And, and the second part of that is Miss K. Uh, the second part is for the rights of all who are destitute. And so, um, so that's what Miss K does on Sunday morning. They have a lot of homeless people, you know, yeah, that come to their church. Those people are destitute. And mm-hmm. she speaks up for the rights of the destitute people. But um, so your voice is what you're passionate about. I'm passionate about marriage. Um, after 15 years of marriage, I had an affair. Um, and so we made it through, 
you know, my husband was able to forgive me and, and I was, I actually, you know, changed my whole life at that point because I was not living for the Lord. Um, but so that's another thing that I'm passionate about that I speak about, you know, is marriage. And I'm not so naive as to say that every marriage can make it. I mean, I, I know that that's not always true. I know it takes two people and, and it takes those people being committed to the Lord. But at the same time, I think we give up too early. You know, yeah. Miss Kay talks about 10 years of living with Phil, with him being, you know, the man that he was. And he was very ungodly. The man you see today is a very godly man, but, but the way he lived then was very ungodly. Yeah, I would like to say I would used to call him the devil. <laughs> No way. I, yes, I did, because I would put my hand up when he started saying things that were so ungodly. And I said, stop. The devil is talking when you do that, because that is not I know who you are and you're letting the devil control your your mind right now. But I'm going to tell you, people ask me all the time, how did you stay that 10 years that he was so bad? And I said, well, if you want to know the truth of it, I know God helped me, but I'll tell you, I had a grandmother that I stayed with more than at home. And she, we'd sit in the swings out every day and do things like that. And she would talk to me a lot about all kind of important life things. And it wasn't that she memorized the Bible, but she could tell you things out of the Bible right. that would help me later in life and I couldn't believe, but I would remember her voice saying uh, when we talked about marriage that she said, you know, one man and one wife. But she said, you have to fight for your marriage. And of course, I thought that was ridiculous. Why would somebody have to fight for the marriage? And she said, well, right now you think just like those books you read, it's happily ever after. But that's not the way it is, that you will have ups and downs. You'll have things that will, you know, just come in your marriage that you won't believe this happened, but she so encouraged that you stay with it, stay with him. And really I could hear her voice in those 10 years that I did stay when both sides of the family, my side and his side said, leave him, leave him, leave him. I did not leave him. I did what I thought my grandmother taught me that Jesus said, stay. Wow. And, you know, I'm not against anybody that's in an abusive they shouldn't stay in that. But there's so many times that we can just, it's not even big things. And yet we're ready to throw in the towel. We're ready to leave the marriage. We see somebody better or something like that. And God never intended, he, he made that. And when people would say to me, why, why are you staying? And I said, I made a vow to God. And my grandmother and me talked about this and I'm not leaving. Mm -hmm. I'm How staying. cool is it? You said several times, I kept hearing my grandmother's voice. I and did. I think that that is such a cool concept that the voice that we have and the voice that we are called to speak up with isn't only for us. It's for others. It's so that mm -hmm, we can plant right. seeds in other people's relationships and their heart and their mind so that they can also reap fruit that from words that we've, that we've been downloaded from Jesus. And how cool is it that her her life and 
her voice stayed with you in some of your hardest moments. And so that is why it's so important to find our own voice is for others. It's so other people and ourselves, because even you guys said it, but we have a voice in our own head. So it's, it's for both and, and I love that. That is such a cool story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. If somebody is thinking like, I, I want to figure out what my voice is or what I'm standing for or whatever. How do they start going on this discovery to find their voice? Do you have almost like a plan or some practical tips? Well, I would say they just need to figure out what their passion is. What do they love to do? Mm -hmm. You know, do they love children? Do they love teaching children? Do, um, do they love, you know, do they love speaking at all? Because, you know, um, not everybody can do that. Um, I realize that, um, you know, they say that speaking, um, it it was on a Seinfeld episode and, um, more people are afraid of speaking than they are of death. And so, yeah. So Seinfeld (laughs) said, so 90% 90% of y'all would rather be in the casket than up here. Who would rather die than funeral. stand up <laughs> That's right. That's right. So that was a funny episode, but we love Seinfeld. Um, but um, so you've just got to figure out what your passion is. You know, what do you love to do? Do you love to to um, be friend? Uh, is friendships a big thing? Like with other women. That's right. You know, do you love to do small groups with other women? Um, you know, anything like that. And, and I think also you've got to look at the mistakes that you've made in your life because usually that's where God puts that passion at is in those mistakes, you know, and whenever, whenever you have overcome those mistakes, then God has given you a platform to speak out and, and to roar about what he has done in your life. And so I believe that that's where you need to go is, is, the passion and what are your, what are your mistakes and what has God put on your heart that, you know, that you need to have a voice for. And, you know, it could be several things. I have several things that I do, you know, but, um, but you, I think first of all, is just praying and, and asking God, okay, what is it God that you want me to talk about, you know, or mm-hmm. share about, or, you know, um, look into, or, you know, just ask him and he will reveal those things to you. I've I've got something I could say on that, that I would love to say is the first time that I was ever asked to speak, which was many, many years ago. And, uh, when I first got up there, I hadn't spoken before. And it was, it wasn't a big, it was a small Baptist church, but it was full. And so I just stood there. And I stood there and finally a lady came up and she whispered in my ear and she said, Kay, I know you're nervous, but here's what I want you to think about. What has God done for you? Ooh, that's good. And when she said that, I said a lot. And she said, well, tell about it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was off and running, you know, with the stay with Phil and I having a teenage marriage and, so many, you know, hard things that, like I said, on the first year, it was like, I think most everybody I know would have been out of there, but I stayed. And I just tell that because I want women to know that you do need to fight for your marriage and you need to hold to your vows you made to God and try because I've heard so many younger people now just like over a fuss or something very minor. 
that are just ready to jump and run and that's it. And I think we're, we're here to say, listen, get, you will get through the hard times. God will help you. As Lisa said, you know, he will help you. And we weren't all meant to be here to not suffer for him. We're, we will. And we won't be perfect till we're in heaven. We call this holiness over happiness because a lot of people will say, I'm not happy in my relationship. This doesn't make me happy. And I know God would want me to be happy, but that's not necessarily true. Um, God would rather you be holy than he would happy. And so we call that, we call that holiness over happiness because, um, if you're serving the Lord, you're not always going to be happy. You will always have joy if you're serving the Lord. That's right. In all circumstances, you will have joy, but you may not always be happy. Exactly. And um, so we have to choose holiness first before we choose our happiness. That is so good. I have heard that several times. It's something I need to hear again. He doesn't really care about your happiness. Of course, like I think Yes, the Lord would love to see us happy. He'd love to see us short and dance and just love life. But that's not what's important to him. That's right. Because circumstances, you know, circumstances don't always call for us to be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. we have a death in the family or or someone is injured or, you know, someone, you know, has dementia. I mean, that kind of thing. We're not always happy. And but we can be joyful in all circumstances. It makes me even think about like Noah building an ark. (laughs) I can't imagine (laughs) that he was excited about that every day to get up and start building it again. And I would just take a risk and say he probably was not happy every single day of it, but he was becoming a holy man by being obedient and Mm -hmm. showing up even when he knew it wasn't going to look cute and it wasn't going to be fun. He was like, I'll be here anyways, because this is, this is my obedience. Yeah. And even when people called him stupid, you know, I mean, are you crazy? I mean, you know, we're in a drought. Are are you an idiot? We don't. You, why are you building a boat? You know. Yeah, yeah. But but he did it because that's what God told him to do. Wow, Miss Lisa, something you said that stuck out to me was this idea that having a voice. I think so often is misconstrued thinking like, oh, in order to have a voice or to say something, I have to have a platform, a podcast, a book, a stage, a microphone. But it doesn't. I think having a voice is something, and I'll. I'll say what you said, but like, it could be something you say across from a dinner table. It could be having your voice could be a conversation across a cup of coffee. Like it can be something intimate as well between you and a friend or you and your small group. It doesn't have to be you speaking at a church. Wow. He found your voice. Although that is right. also an, an avenue, you know? So, yeah. um, I think one of the reasons, if I can just take a guess, a lot of women have a hard time using their voice is because they, there are so many opinions these days. And I think women feel the resistance, if that makes sense. Like they feel like maybe they can't share their voice without having someone combat them or disagree or having a negative comment. So what would you say to those moments? Like, let's say there's someone listening that has had circumstances where they've, you know, they've shared their passion, they've used their voice, and maybe it was met with something unlovely (laughs) that makes them scared to do it again. You know what, Uh, Lisa probably has a comment on this too, but I want to say that I have talked to, uh, I I am ahead of some small groups and different kind of groups, once a month, once a week, that kind of thing. 
And so I hear a lot of voices from the younger women than myself. But I want to tell you what I say every time. You know what? Think about what you're living your life for. Who are you to please? Everybody in America? No, you're here to represent God and please him. Hmm. So don't be afraid when you come against, uh, you know, opposition, uh, opposition mm -hmm. because you are doing and sincerely in your heart, I want to please God. I want to teach women about God. I want to love them like he loves them. But your ultimate goal is not for everybody to like you, but it's ultimately to please God. So good. Yeah. An audience of one. Yeah. I was raised by a dad that would always say, you have an audience of one with a capital <laughs> That's O. Right. Yeah. Like, why do you care about this? Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're right. You're right. There's nobody else to that's please. That's exactly right. And that's, and that would be what I would say too, is that, um, are those people going to get you to heaven? You know, Ooh, if, yeah. if, if you're meeting opposition with you telling your story and how God has changed your life, um, then you're obviously hanging out with the wrong people, get new friends, you know, get new mentors, <laughs> yeah. get another small group because Christ is the one that gives you eternal life. And if you can't speak that, um, with, um, sincerity, and if you can't roar about that, about the way that he has changed your life, then, you know, I would say just find, find another group you know, find a group where you can speak that because that's, what's most important sharing your story. And Alan, and I call it, don't waste a victory. You know, Ooh, um, yeah. God gives you those victories. He gives them small, you know, everyday little victories, but he also gives very big victories. And we got to share those big and small victories that God, you know, puts in our life. That's so good. That's so good. Because I think too, when we share the big and we share the small, it gives a bigger, more realistic picture of the character of God. But when you only choose to share little pieces here and there, it's hard maybe for others to put it together if they don't know him personally. So it's, mm -hmm. it's on us to share our stories, our victories, even like we were saying earlier, the stories of where we've been that we don't want to revisit or go back to. It's all important. <laughs> and it's a, it's a big, it's a bigger voice that I think once our us individual voices start talking and start roaring people right. can get maybe a bigger picture so and i was going to tell you too you said you know about the platform you don't have to be on a stage or have a podcast and you know you really don't you go places every day you go to a grocery store mm -hmm. um, you go to a restaurant mm -hmm. you, um you know a drive through fast food place a, a gas station those people in every one of those situations, you never know what they're going through. Right. And if you can just speak kindness, um, be patient, um, and just, you know, speak life into those people. Uh, if you see that they're having a rotten day, um, ask them if there's something you can pray for them about, you know? And so see, that's small. That's, that's one-on-one. -on -one. Uh -huh. And, you know, you write those down. That may be what your voice is is just speaking to those around you and, you know, write those prayer requests down. And then you have, you have a card there and, and that is your voice. You're praying to the Lord um, on behalf of all of these people that you've encountered the last week or, or during that day. 
Yeah. And who knows? You might be the only one praying for them. We never know. Like those are divine encounters. And it's, it's our, it's our burden to carry to the cross now, which is so cool. I think that is just a really neat concept. If you think about it. You're amazing. Can I come to Louisiana? Can I come visit? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I want I'll to. feed you. <laughs> I would love to be fed by you, Ms. Gay. <laughs> Trust me. I am just so grateful for this wisdom. I, I, you can't see me because we don't have our video on this time, but like my hands have just been open the whole time. And I just, I feel like I'm sitting at the feet of some really wise women. And I have just loved having you share all the things that God has taught you and is teaching you. And what's inside Sister Roar, which I just have to say, you need to get your hands on Sister Roar. It is available yeah. April 19th, so people can pre-order it, I'm sure. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Where can they? On Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, where can they find you ladies online if they are just as obsessed with you as I am? Where can they find you? Well, um, I actually have a website. Um, mine is al, A-L, and lisarobertson.com. Miss um, uh, Kay doesn't have a website, but she does have a Facebook page um, under, uh, is it Miss Kay or just Kay? I can't remember. Probably I can, Kay, but yeah, I'm not I can for send sure that either. to you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put um, it in our show notes for friends. Listening. Right. Right. And then um, um, Al and I speak around the country. Our schedule is, is on that website, you know, that I gave you. Um, Miss Kay um, is, um, you know, appearing on the duck call room and then, um, <laughs> which is a podcast. Exactly. So she does that one. And then um, also uh, we are on our husband's podcast, which is unashamed, um, you know, probably maybe once every four or five weeks, I guess yes. we're doing that one. Um, and, um, you know, just a uh, you know, go to our website, leave us a note. And um, if you want to share something for Miss Kay, I'll pass on, you know, whatever the words are that you want to share with her um, or send us an email. I mean, our emails are on there too. Um, however, whatever we can do to help, we would be happy to do that. And, um, and we're grateful for um, the opportunity to be on your podcast yes, too and to, and to share share our stories together. Oh my goodness. This has been a delight. You ladies are so lovely. One of my favorite questions to ask, and we'll, we'll wrap up with this. This is a fun one. What are you loving these days, each of you, that you have to share with our friends listening? It can be like a thing, like a product. It could be a recipe. It could be just something in life you're loving, like a routine, anything. Well, I, you know, I love to cook. Mm-hmm. I know that's obvious with the cookbook out and everything. <laughs> so that is so wonderful. And I have many of the younger ones say, Miss Kay, I bought your cookbook. I want to learn, but I don't understand this or that, you know. And I love to be able to help the younger ones, even older ones that say, Miss Kay, I never was a good cook, but I want to be like you. And it is so fun for me to share my simple cooking to somebody that needs it. And I love that. Oh, I love it's that. It's important. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. To me. Me too. I, I'm like, I, I really, I'm like one day, it's on my bucket list now, eat Miss Kay's food in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. By you. Well, you can. Mm-hmm. And I would think um, mine is, I, I have people say a lot of times, um, 
oh, if I could only be 20 again, oh, if I could only be 30 again. And I'm like, I don't want to be any age except what I am right now. I am living my best life. Oh, it's so you know, good. Yeah. I have six grandchildren. Um, I also, um, at, at 55, decided that I needed to get my real estate license. And so I did Ooh. that. So. I'm Congrats. a realtor. In, yeah. So I'm a realtor in Alabama. You know, right now I'm just, it's just great because the Lord is in, um, he's in the small things, but wow, he's in the big things. And, and the podcasts have, have really touched a lot of people's lives. Um, I think we've, you know, over a million people have heard our podcast now. And, um, and that's good for us because we don't have a show right now going on. Um, well, we're fixing to have one. Yeah, we can't. Uh, we which, probably can't. We probably can't advertise that just yet. Well, no, we can because it's it's out there now. It's yes. called it's called Duck Family Treasure, and it's uh, Jace and Jeff and Uncle Si, and then uh, one of our uh, longtime friends and brothers in Christ, um, Murray Crow. He's on there, and I got to be a guest or on one of the shows. Yeah, one yes. of the episodes. Miss Kay is on there. <laughs> Um, and it's just a treasure hunting show and um, so has fun. a very I'm like, biblical... did we just get some inside information? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they have announced it on Fox nation. So it'll be a Fox nation show. Um, but you know, they have a lot of biblical truths, even in that of finding your treasure, you know, so you cool. may not always find that pot of gold, but you're going to find something there that, um, will benefit you and, and bless your life. And, I, and, and, you know, they're funny. I mean, that's going to be yeah. an every Robertson thing that you <laughs> like know you about said in the beginning, you have a funny family. Yeah, we really do. And God just made us that way. We love it. And a lot of times, just like Lisa said, you when you want to reach out, you'll see somebody who looks sad, like they don't laugh. Well, if we can connect with them and bring them to Jesus, they will learn and then the first time they watch something we did, then they're laughing and laughing. I had somebody just tell me yesterday at the airport how much he loved our shows. And he said, I was going through a really bad time. I think he was over in uh, wherever the soldiers have been lately. And he told me, he said, but I got to watch your shows. Like, I think he got our videos. Oh, wow. And he said, I was able every day to laugh on your for you watching your show and it helped me face the dangers i was living wow does that not give you chills <laughs> knowing does, you're yeah. making that kind of impact that is so cool oh my goodness guys i am just so grateful i don't know if i can say that enough that you would spend time with us today and share all the fun and the stories and just your voice like we've been talking about mm -hmm. share your voice with us and what you're passionate about we do not take that lightly. Thank you. Well, you're so welcome. And if you get to Louisiana, you let us know because you got my email and you can and I, tell me. I'll cook you whatever you want to eat. Anything? <laughs> you name it. Yes. Any. I will start bookmarking things in your cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.